Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology, where you can get your skilled trades on from automotive, welding, you name it. One of the premier high school campuses in the country. An honor, an honor to hang with you guys every week right here on Wrench Nation. As we always tell you, WrenchNation.tv, go and hang out on the website. We've got over 189. In fact, this is show 190. We celebrate with you, mechanical maniacs. Always, uh, always privileged. Always privileged. And as we do every week, we take you on an automotive journey uh, that highlights the good works in the motorsports world, in the industry. Globally, in fact, I invite you that BranchNation.tv and all over podcasting uh, out there, you guys, uh, we've had Vedita Singh on. Princess Vedita Singh from Barwani, India, talking about the wonderful automotive art that she's creating, that whole movement. Wayne Carini, what a blast, chasing classic cars. That was an awesome show. And in fact, we, we even, we, we've had Tony Dow on. Yes, we have. Leave it to Beavers, Tony Dow, talking about his 50-year reunion with that wonderful Corvair. Corvair yeah. So we're, we're just uh, excited to share this with you folks, and we invite you to get on to Ranch Nation Facebook. Susie, welcome back, girl. Hey, Frank, how you doing, buddy? Good. I missed you last week. The shop was craziness. And yeah, you I know. Couldn't, couldn't make it to the microphone. But we got to spend time at the Concourse in the Hills Saturday where we got to see uh, Craig Jackson's Bugatti. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, doggy. There's people drooling over that car. <laughs> oh, Lordy. And in fact, we just got a press release. Are you ready? Concourse in the Hills shattered multiple records, but the big daddy record was they raised 250 thousand dollars that was incredible for phoenix children's hospital uh for specifically for the center for cancer and blood disorders uh for the kiddos and big shout out to scuderia southwest and yes. peter volney every year uh, they do an incredible job and you know on that I, i'm kind of kind of segue into the the show topic many of you saying okay what are we going to hang with this week and well we we're privileged to have uh of course you guys i hope you've seen it ford versus ferrari I downloaded it. It's on my phone. Vroom, vroom, people. <laughs> One of the forget about Muhammad Ali and George Foreman as a battle. We are talking about Ford and Ferrari. 1966. Yes. Le Mans. The battle, the duo. Well, of all time. I don't think we've had a battle like that. And of course, you can get Ford versus Ferrari. In fact, I invite you. All my gearheads, my enthusiasts, man, own that collection. Yes. Add it to your collection. And uh, so we're honored to have uh, Tony Hunt. He's one of the stunt drivers for the movie, uh, as well as we had uh, his partner in stunt crime for the movie, Darren Law. We actually interviewed Darren out at Concourse in the Hills. Wonderful guys. Humble race talents now you're asking yourself well how do you become a how do you how do you become a stunt well how do you do that well you don't just show up for an audition (laughs) that's for sure uh these are seasoned veterans and uh so tony hunt uh will be joining us here shortly uh of course he's got over 65 pole positions uh with 75 sanctioned career victories uh racing you name it sprints midgets rear engine open wheels he is winning is one of the winningest winningest drivers in USAC Western Sprint Series, and we're excited to talk to him. Yeah, so they raced cars before, so that gives they them the did. experience of right there. Of course, yes. It's <laughs> like Frank is not doing a car care segment on ABC 15 without having picked up a wrench. That's right. just how it works. So we're excited to dive in. Ford versus Ferrari, the race stuntman behind the scenes. So cool. It is, man. Uh, so, Susie, you've had a pretty festivious week in the garage this week. Yeah, it was good. But I am going to talk about some weird automotive news, if that's okay. Well, hang on. Because okay. the people expect a certain bit of oh, serious. What are we missing? Well, what you are missing if you own a Honda Odyssey, 18 to 2020. I know you're listening. Those are great vehicles. 
but a sizable recall, well, about six hours ago, just took place. Really? Honda recalls 241,000 minivans to fix wiring that could be a fire risk. Oh, no. You guys will be receiving those uh, recall notifications uh, in the mail sometime in March. So if you own a Honda Recall 18 to 2020, uh, be aware of that. And look, if you're moving, a lot of you are moving. Upgrading. My California Pete's are upgrading. Things are good. And you may move and you may miss that recall. NHTSA, N-H-T-S-A dot gov is really your home base to find out about all that. So 2018 to 2020, we want you guys to be safe with those Honda Odyssey minivans. Yeah, now NHTSA, I know we use that in the garage quite a bit with our customers. We do. We have cars that come in. You guys know down at Desert Car Care Chandler, uh, if you have a car that's on a factory warranty and you come to us for some basic service, we'll actually, our system is designed to look up the recalls, and it's just an added layer to make sure you stay informed. So we we provide that as a service. Susie, uh, you're going to give us a little bit of the oddities and the weirdness of well, the news? Well, yeah, this is kind of fun because, you know, patents and trademarks are a way for automakers to patent their ideas, right? Show their innovative brain or creativity. A lot of ideas lot going of D, on. That's right. But you know what? Not all patent ideas make it into production because of some of the weirdness of it, right? All right. What weird So Toyota, Toyota and Ford actually have submitted the most patents in the 2,000-plus uh, Mark. And uh, just to name a couple of them. So like Ford in 2017, this is really interesting. They actually patented a conveyor mechanism for your cargo. So a conveyor belt in there. So when you're unloading your groceries, oh, you know, what, you oh, come on, now, really? <laughs> yeah. So it's like a luggage. You got some luggage. It's a so, luggage conveyor belt. So those guys that uh, would you prefer paper, plastic exactly. or the beltway? Or the beltway. Belt <laughs> you serious? You, I so, kid you not. I wonder why that didn't go through. I, probably well, too expensive probably, for sure. Probably, probably, but it's I, pretty cool. My wife would like, I would like a conveyor system to handle all those <laughs> all the neat. dog food for my 8.2 dogs I got. That's right. Now, Ford did another one in 2018 where they wanted to store an electric motorbike in the front of the cargo. So, you know, you travel and then it's like you get to a I've destination. Yeah. And then you just pull out the motorbike and, you know, kind of. I guess scurry around the the town. That could be practical. That would be practical. But if you're driving a big daddy one ton three F three fifty diesel <laughs> with a little tiny old little bike on the front of that thing, that may not correlate. You, you might well. get a motorcycle, not a motor. Not a I, I, motorbike. But I like the movement of green. It is. Cool. I like the idea that we're, you know, look mass transportation. A lot of you across the country, it's non-existent. So you have to figure out ways, but that patent didn't go through. That, well, no, it's a patent. It just oh. didn't make it in production. Yeah. So Money. Toy- Yep. So Money. Toyota in 2017 actually um, patented a vehicle fragrance dispenser. So <laughs> while you're driving, you can, uh, you can have minute. the smell good. What about the Christmas tree fragrance? What happened? <laughs> Leave those people alone, those people making those nice little Christmas tree diggies you hang on. The- oh, my gosh. So, so tell me about that. Well, no, it's it literally is a, like, you know how you go like into a, the restrooms. Like a, yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a fragrance dispenser in the cab of your vehicle. I don't know. Isn't that crazy? Would you have that in your little Mazda? Uh, well, you don't think of those uh, individuals who are very sensitive to smell. You know, I think maybe that might be a little too much. I got in-laws. I need plenty of that <laughs> stuff. When they come in my, my, my vehicles, I <laughs> I have to ask them, hey, you guys carrying old Chinese food with you? <laughs> what is going on? Give me that. And so the car would, I like that. So the car would actually, you know, we measure everything. 100 million lines of code in an F-150. I say we measure smells in the vehicle. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Couldn't we get a sensor? We could. We got sensors that measure sound. But I, I forgot to mention the well, fragrance. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm going somewhere Where with this. Where are you this. going? I'm saying I wouldn't mind if I bought a brand new vehicle. Yeah. The dealer would say, well, we got this sniffer add-on feature to <laughs> go with those pinstripes. It's $500. And it's I'd an say, <laughs> and, and when my wife and I would look at each other and we'd say, well, what is that? And you would have, the car could pick up the smells. That's right. Would that, that, would, that would be interesting. Well, that's a patent. That's a patent, Frank. Somebody out there Submit tell it. me. We have this out there already, and it just costs too much money. <laughs> <laughs> but I just reread it. It actually says ranging from fragrances fragrances to tear gas. Oh. Now, why would you put tear gas in there? Well, if you're rolling in Baghdad somewhere, <laughs> I'm sorry, my Iraqi peoples. If you're rolling somewhere dangerous or, well, 
All my South Bronxians. Yeah. South Bronx is still a rough place. That could be a use. <laughs> well, how about Lyft drivers? Oh, yeah, like in an emergency. Could you? Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but you hear about some lunatic, poor Lyft drivers trying to make a living. Yeah. Heck, yeah. I would have, in fact, I'd have the same stuff they use in boot camp and spray that sucker down <laughs> trying to attack me. I think I think uh, women may, because you know how it is. I mean, yeah. Hit that button. Yeah, that would be cool. Now, here's one off the wall, okay? Two more if we have time. So this isn't Ford or Toyota. This is actually an individual. Jerry Paul Walker in 1998 wanted to um, include a reservoir, a urine reservoir system. All right, wait a minute. To allow um, people to no. relieve themselves. I don't know. We have to talk to race car drivers because they, they have to contend with that. <laughs> As to not interrupt their journey. I'm not saying we asked Mr. <laughs> Tony Hunt, how do you deal with a Lamont situation? Hey, but we're getting older and we have to stop more frequently. I don't see how you could market something like that. I don't either. I don't either. And then the other one was Philip so H. You're, English. So you're telling me next to the coolant overflow reservoir, there's a little... Right underneath the passenger uh, dash. All right. So in-car, okay, on-the-go toilet system. <laughs> how many of you would like that on-the-go toilet system for your ride? <laughs> I mean, could you... Well, Tesla would have a flush feature. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's the there's the craziness there, Weird Automotive News. And I do want to share with you one tip. A lot of you ask, what's the difference between a new part and a remanufactured part? And I wanna I wanna just give you some insight there because that's a really good question. And, and the thing is this: go and step back. If you're presented with car service, ask yourself, how long am I gonna keep my ride? Is this ride my family? prized jewel you want to go as new 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 as you can oe you hear that a lot oe just means it's original equipment let's not get complicated now the remanufactured there's two types there's two tiers one all the guts are replaced let's use an alternator for an example and a starter let's do those rotating electric parts all those parts are replaced right that's the premium remanufactured the low-end sort of house brand, like vodka, <laughs> give me the house brand. It's going to be bitter, but you'll still accomplish the same thing, I guess. You just don't last as long. Could I use Was that a good analogy? <laughs> of course. I don't know if, it, I don't know if I can pull that off. But <laughs> the lower-end remanufactured, go back to that alternator, are those parts that test good at the time and they're refurbished. They're polished, they're dusted off, and they're reassembled. So when you are looking at remanufactured, ask your local service technician or service advisor, is this the quality OE remanufactured, right? Because right. otherwise, now if you're getting rid of the vehicle, yeah, I mean, don't go crazy because sometimes parts, there could be a price difference. So that's the spiel on the difference, a very basic uh, sentiment on new and uh, remanufactured. I want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to take a journey. Ford versus Ferrari. We've got Tony Hunt, stuntman from the movie. He's going to join us next. We're going to get behind the scenes with Ford versus Ferrari. Stay tuned next. Wrench Nation. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. The new gasoline direct injection engines, also known as GDI, are the hottest new improvement to horsepower and fuel efficiency in this century. Service professionals agree that GDI's unique power requires unique GDI maintenance. BG Products has the most current and effective GDI maintenance available in over 20,000 shops, and they back it up with a lifetime BG protection plan. Go to bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. If you have a GDI engine and you want it to last, remember two more letters. BG. Well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, of course, you can get on wrenchnation.tv, Wrench Nation Facebook if you've got any questions. We want to make sure you're good. And then also, we always invite you to stop by Desert Car Care Chandler for a big old hug, a tour of the garage, and some uh, fresh Craig coffee or tea. Now, many of you are familiar with the name Carol Shelby. Uh, ranking as one of the most vicious rivalries between Henry Ford II and Enzo Ferrari. They battled it out with such grit and brawn representing their prospective race teams. That was back in the mid-60s, and specifically 1966. Carol Shelby, a chicken farmer, was a maverick. 
and driver Ken Miles was a force to certainly be reckoned with. And that whole storied history is exemplified on the big screen right now, Blu-ray and DVD with the movie Ford versus Ferrari. In fact, we highly recommend that you guys make that a part of your automotive collection. And to help us take us behind the scenes, uh, we've got Tony Hunt. He's one of the uh, stunt drivers. Uh, of course, uh, not just showing up, hey, I can be a stunt drive. He's a 10-time USAC champion uh, and started his way slowly into the Hollywood film business in the late 90s. Uh, his stunt driving careers afforded him several high-profile gigs, people. Uh, Talladega Nights, you've seen it. Tony was behind the scenes. Herbie, Venom, and Fast and the Furious series. So we welcome to Ranch Nation, Tony Hunt. Tony, welcome. Hello. Hey, there Hi, you go. Tony. Hey, thank Thanks you so me. much, man, for your patience. Right on. We appreciate your time. Now, Tony, you, you've been around the block on the track. Uh, tell us, what was your inspiration first off with racing? Uh, was this in the blood? Was this in family? Yeah, so uh, third generation. My grandfather owned Indy cars uh, back in the day, and uh, he was, you know, obviously a big race nut, caught the bug early uh, as well. And then my dad raced, and so I was around it. It was, uh, it was a big part of our lives and our, our weekly, everyday sort of mode of operation. And so it was really easy to catch the bug early on and uh, have it be something that I wanted to do and make a career out of. Yeah, behind the wheel can be moments of freedom for sure we've talked to many drivers uh that have been on the show but we'd like to kind of get a common sentiment about how you drone everything out to really chisel focus behind that wheel did you have some sort of zen getaway tony how did you manage what could be a stressful uh time behind the wheel where did you take yourself uh, you know, that's a good question. I mean, I just think that in order to do it at a high level and to do it with some success, you have to really engage and focus. And in order to do that, you have to block everything out. And I don't know if that's a trained thing or an instinctual thing, but if you end up being somewhat good at any sport, you just naturally uh, become focused and engaged in that activity in order to do it at a high level and do it with some success. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we've worked with a few other drivers, uh, Doug Kalita, Kalita Motorsports. Uh, we've had uh, Blake Alexander. And, and day of race, uh, especially for us media folks, we stay out of the way, unless you're big media, right? Because there's this chiseled focus. You don't interfere with that. Uh, we had an opportunity, your partner, uh, Darren Law, from the movie, another stunt driver and a great uh, legend behind uh, racetrack runs. And, of course, Darren spent some time over at Bondurant as an instructor. Uh, we had the opportunity to interview him, and he gave us his account of one of his favorite race events. Let's play that. Le Mans, it, there's nothing like it in the world as far as endurance racing. It is, it's, it's a massive, massive event. It has, uh, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people. And, you know, I, like, I'm a driver in the U.S. When I went over there, it was like I was a rock star. You know, you get out of the van and you're mobbed by people. It's it's a huge lead up to the race, and, and the race is grueling. You know, it's um, super high speed. Um, you know, it's it's a very it's a tricky course in certain areas. Yeah, that that was his account of his favorite race series, of course, Le Mans. What would you say, Tony Hunt? What was one of your favorite? race event series you know my mine was more on the short track level uh down in uh southern california there's a track called irwindale speedway and annually they used to host uh, an event called turkey night which was on pavement at that time and uh that used to you know bring out um hollywood stars and of course uh, a lot of fanfare and a lot of a lot of um fans so i mean that was kind of our marquee event every year it was on thanksgiving night something that we've been doing for years and uh it was just a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, and that kind of capped off our season. So there was always a lot of focus on that event. And, of course, um, you know, doing well there to uh, see where it all sorted out with the point system. Right. And and so within the arena of Ford versus Ferrari, uh, perhaps a phone call, you got together, and here you are with Darren Law. Uh, just to set folks straight, which character do you represent uh, in the in the movie? Let's establish that, Tony. You know, I was really, really fortunate. Uh, on the day when we were doing some testing down there, way before we got started uh, filming, 
we were just in different cars and there was a great group of drivers that were assembled all of different backgrounds and stuff and i was so uh, honored to be one of those but during the testing i think that um, there was a lot of different criteria in order to play each of those parts there whether you were the son of one of the drivers or if you could fit in all the cars because all the cars were somewhat small and um, so I was fortunate to, to fit some of the criteria to um, play the part of Ken Miles and be Christian Bale's uh, stunt double. And I did not know that uh, until very, very uh, late in the game and just before we started filming that, that I was going to play that part. And when I was approached about that, um, because you're kind of just in the, you're, you're kind of a part of the deal and, everybody's excited to be there and you're trying to engage into what we're trying to do as far as some of the scenes and placement, all that you really don't, it doesn't really um, affect you uh, immediately until kind of after the fact, like, wow, this is, this is a huge thing uh, and a huge position to be, um, to be playing and obviously a big responsibility to the community to do it in the best way you can. Right. Representing um, that infamous uh, battle, on the track. So, I mean, your feeling about the differences of sort of professional on track and filming on set for driving, a lot more patience? I mean, did, did it take that much more time to get shots and scenes right? And, and, and did that give you a bit of, uh, I don't want to say edge, Susie, but did it, and I don't want to say did it make you grumpy right. either, but <laughs> you have to be focused in a lot of, I guess, a lot of that race is rhythm. Um, did that throw you off at all? Because I know there were a lot of you know, retakes of scenes and shooting. What's the difference? Well, that's the thing. You know, that's the thing is that racing and the film business, especially when you're in the stunt business, there's, there's a great relative similarity to that being that you have to be focused. And of course, when you take on the position of a stunt driver, having that racing background, as far as just being able to control a car and being diverse in, re- in regards to how many different types of cars and, horsepower and dynamic qualities or capabilities each car has is super important but what's relative about the racing business and the film business is that on the day you have to be focused you have to be engaged and you have there's a level of commitment um that's real relative to the racing part and you got to get it right yeah i I can imagine i mean Film and time adds up. <laughs> you That's know, right. if it's yeah, not it's I mean, money, it's, yeah. it's super timely. And you know, there's so many moving parts. There's all these different departments, and there's at times maybe two or three hundred people that represent different departments that are all accountable for their time. So, if you're, you know, if you don't get a shot or something, and you have to do it multiple times, which is normally the case, but you have to do it over again, or equipment gets wrecked, or a camera gets uh, damaged, or something like that. That all takes time, and I mean, uh, you know, there were t- I, I mean, I overheard that you know each day was like almost a million dollars in just payroll to Ooh. film movies like that. So I sure. mean, that's a huge expenditure, and if you have to prolong that and add days or add hours, it's uh, it, it takes a big uh, chunk out of the the pie. Yeah, if you're just joining us, we've got uh, race stuntman and uh, race talent Tony Hunt, of course Ford versus Ferrari, Matt Damon. And Golden Globe nominee Christian Bale star in a absolutely thunderous, exciting uh, account of uh, Ford Motor Company's attempt. A- an amazing part of history between Ford and, and, and Ferrari kind of going at each other. And with the British-born driver Ken Miles, uh, who was played by Christian Bale. And, of course, uh, Tony Hunt behind the scenes doing all the, uh, the heavy lifting and the patient heavy lifting. That's got to be a lot of stress for you, Tony, where... All right, man, I can't. I got to get this right. There, there's a half a million dollar camera right there. Um, but you handled it with uh, this is not your first trip at the rodeo there in film business. Yeah, I know. I think when you get into that, um, you know, because it's, it's it certainly gets your heart beating, that's for sure, and your blood pumping. And you just have to go out there and have the mindset that, hey, I'm going to do the best I can and hope for hope for the best and be positive about it because – there are a lot of times you're not aware of the shot they're going to do and everything's kind of last minute. And then at the end of the day and you're working 14, 16 hour days and all of a sudden now we're going to do the biggest shot of the day. Everybody's worn out. Everybody's, you know, just 
on edge. And uh, when those shots happen, you have to be, um, you know, you have to be 100% and uh, and be prepared for that. So there's no, a lot of times there's no rhyme or reason to how the day rolls out. And you just have to always be um, ready and, and rise to that occasion. Yeah, no doubt. And some would believe that in the stunt man, stunt woman, stunt arena business, well, that's not a physical activity. You're not representing Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock and some of these real physical scenes and jumping from buildings, but the physical aspect is still there. And with that, you've got to be able to really, so you have to, so how do you stay in shape and what are you doing that keeps your mind set for, for these fast paced days? You, you know, I think you just have to get a mindset that, Hey, this thing's going to drag out. There's going to be times when you're off for an hour or two or whatever, and you have to pace yourself and, um, not get yourself too stirred up with whether or not you were planning on doing a, a specific shot at 12 o'clock or two o'clock or whatever, because there are so many moving parts, you just really, really have to adapt and go with the flow. And, you know, I was fortunate to know stunt coordinator, Robert Nagel, who's just uh, he, just a gem of a human and a great guy and, and a really up-and-coming stunt coordinator that did a fabulous job. He also had a bunch of racing background, so he got it, he knew it, and he just nailed it. But my point is is that you have to be, I think you have to have a very calm sense and go-with-the-flow sort of attitude. And uh, we've worked together, so we knew that we could communicate and work together in that capacity, and I think that's what made a lot of it gel and how really I got in the position that I did. Yeah, Very well, fortunate. Phenomenal movie. Uh, we can certainly appreciate the behind the scenes, of course, Ford versus Ferrari. We're going to get ready to take a break. We're going to find out what it's like to work with Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Damon, of course, they're stellar. Yes. Big screen talents, but were they stellar behind the wheel? Ooh. We're going to ask We're going to ask <laughs> Tony. Tony Hunt, stay tuned. We're going to come back. Ranch Nation. You know, when we're talking about a relationship in a business, we're talking about not only relationship with your clients, but also relationship with those folks that are working hard to help promote your business. TheMailShark.com. Many of you have marketing plans in place now that are kind of shaky. You're not getting the return that you want. TheMailShark.com. Print and direct mail made easier. They will get the job done for you. You want to talk about increasing your car count. Whether you're a general repair shop or specialty shop, they have a solution for you. TheMailShark.com. There's never any money up front. They give you the ability to mail and pay weekly. Talk about helping a small business cash flow with over 16 direct mail products with both paper and plastic options. They will keep your marketing fresh. And one of the things I enjoy working with MailShark is they have absolute world-class customer service. Print and direct mail made easy. Give my friends at MailShark a call today. TheMailShark.com. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores. Nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients. And they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores. Amazing service. Knowledgeable counter folks. A complete line of original equipment parts that our customers deserve if you're an installer get on to partsauthority.com check locations nationally near you partsauthority.com Welcome back, Ranch Nation, hanging out with you, Susie and I, right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. A big shout out to uh, Greg and his team at uh, Automotive Diagnostic uh, Specialist, ADS off I-10 in Chandler. They're rock stars. In fact, I tell you guys, if you need horsepower work, he is your go-to. Uh, he's premier uh, premier shop uh, in the Valley. He's got a dyno, uh, and he's good friends of ours, and we recommend if you got some horsepower needs, go visit Greg and his team at ADS. We're talking Ford versus Ferrari, people. If you missed the movie on the big screen, don't worry. Blu-ray and DVD, recommend that you guys pick that up. An incredible account, one of the, uh, well, one of the, time-tested battles over <laughs> over the last hundred years easy uh, of course uh ford and ferrari enzo ferrari was uh, passionate about his brand as well as the ford folks and so 
Carol Shelby, a legend of design and horsepower, and came in and, and uh, well, he had to clean the clock of the Ferrari <laughs> folks in 1966 is what he did, and it was a one, two, three. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to tell you this movie. I'm going to leave it at a one, yeah. two, three. That's it. Leave it, Frank. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Pick up the movie, people. So let's bring uh, Tony Hunt, uh, stunt driver, uh, race talent. Uh, Tony, welcome back to Ranch Nation. Yeah, you bet. And uh, I was almost ready to kind of reveal some plots, and I'm like, no, don't do that, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) You keep it in suspense, buddy. Yeah, of course. uh, Many are familiar with some of our younger listeners. They heard uh, a battle on the track. That's right. That'll pique their interest. Exactly. So... Uh, Christian Bale, Matt Damon, years and years of amazing talent uh, on the big screen. Uh, many of us admire what they do in front of the camera to really bring light to story and character. That's one thing. That's a specialty. That's a gift. That's a lot of work. They just didn't. They weren't born with that. Now, what about behind the wheel, Tony? Did you representing Christian Bale? Did you find uh, at times, Christian, no, this is how we do it? And give us some, uh, we're looking for some juice on Christian Are you going TMZ on us? No, I don't <laughs> want to go TMZ on us. But how was it, um, you know, how did how did Christian Bale and, and Matt Damon actually prepare differently for a movie with lots of on-track action? You know, I don't know if Matt did so much, but I know Christian engaged a bit. Uh, our stunt coordinator, Robert Nager, took him to the Bondurant School for a week. And uh, he he got some great fundamental skills uh, seasoning down there at Bondurant. And uh, one of the things that uh, I think that Christian had going into it was Christian's kind of a motor motorcycle guy, a street bike guy, and I think he had done some track days. So he had an idea of car placement and, you know, apexes and exits and all that kind of stuff that you would normally tune into when you're a professional driver. So when he came... Uh, on a couple of our test days, I had the privilege of doing a little one-on-one with him as well. We did a little lead follow thing where he would follow me and then I would follow him and I'd get to communicate with him through radio. But this guy really was uh, what you kind of consider a natural. I mean, he took to it very uh, instinctually and he was spot on. And uh, what was cool about seeing that is that how he really wanted to take his craft to another dynamic level of sort of engaging into really what it took not only to drive cars competitively and fast, but to be engaged into the feel of it and the smell and kind of the whole, you know, atmosphere of the, of the racecraft. So uh, it, it, and I think it really helped him develop that character uh, of Ken Miles as well. Yeah. I would imagine that um, a big bonus uh, for Christian Bale, uh, you know, having, having that history Man, I'm going to do Ford versus Ferrari. I'm going to work with these key yeah. talents, Darren Law and, and Tony Hunt, as a as sort of a, a fringe benefit. I'm going to up my game on the track. That that is so cool. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty neat for, for yeah. An actor. You know, it was uh, a fun little story. Um, I had uh, I'd rode with him uh, on the, one of those test days in the Cobra, and uh, I got to sit right seat with him or whatever, and. You know, there were some times, you know, sitting right seat is a whole lot different than when you're behind the wheel. And, you know, here I am riding with him, and I'm thinking, okay, if we, for some reason, go off the track or something goofy happens, guess who's responsible? Well, for me. And he was out there gassing it, and he had the thing kind of slipping a little bit and all that. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. This is all happening really fast. And I actually had to tell him to sort of take 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 a log off the fire a little bit because this guy was uh he was ready to gas it man he was having a great time <laughs> so the, the the back seat driver and you wanted to just kind of scream out no doubt um and you i know, know i was a little more cautious about it guys because i think that you know here you've got an aimless actor here we are getting ready to shoot a huge movie about racing the last thing we need is to set the tone of some sort of off-track incident oh where, yeah Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so everybody's accountable at that point, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen, sure. sure. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Darren, you know, it was really cool when we talked to Darren out at the Concourse in the Hills. um, He had spent some time instructing uh, in the early 90s over at, well, world famous, really, Bondurant Racing in our backyard here uh, in uh, Phoenix uh, suburbs. And 
you ever spend some time? I mean, I know, I know that directly you, you worked with Christian Bale, but, you know, during your movie career, you ever get a sense that there's a next level outside of the movie? The movie hits, it's on Blu-ray, it's on DVD. And as it, you ever get somebody like Christian Bale says, hey, can, can I kick up my game and will you instruct me further? Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't know. And in a case like him, you know what I think would really happen and I don't know. I mean, I'm just speaking, you know, off the record here, but in a situation like him, I think his people, so to speak, would say, "No, no, no. You're you're you're, you're too valuable to the industry." So It is what it is. Yeah, yeah no yeah. doubt. I mean, uh, for for you're us out there in yeah. your life at risk. You, you know? know, exactly. So you got to you got to be careful. I mean, it's like doing a movie about cooking and Hey, can you teach me more cooking? No, man, I want your fingers to get lost. That's I have right. these sharp <laughs> knives in this kitchen. <laughs> so, hey, sure. one of our favorite scenes, and I think I can reveal this for you guys. And again, if you're just joining us, uh, we got the talented uh, Tony Hunt uh, plays the uh, stunt driver uh, for Christian Bale uh, in the movie Ford versus Ferrari. Of course, you guys catch that on Blu-ray and DVD. I think I can reveal one of the fa- well, it's kind of like an, uh, one of my favorite scenes anyway, and I think you guys will enjoy when you see it. If you haven't, if you have, watch it again and pay attention because as Ken Miles struggles with what was a pretty famous act, which the movie reveals very well, uh, Miles struggles with this faulty door. Oh, yeah. Right out of this first lap. (laughs) And, of course, team engineer uh, Phil Remington, he gets in there, you know, nothing technical with an old-fashioned mallet, and (laughs) bam, he fixes it, and Miles begins to set what is those lap records. Um, and, and so was this kind of giving us a taste about the, the grit and the brawn of both Shelby and Ken miles um, behind, we are going to win this period. Yeah. I think not only does it show you the determination that they had and never give up sort of attitude, but it shows you that, you know, those cars back in the day, they weren't as refined as the stuff today. And some of that stuff uh, was just not, you know, it wasn't perfect so that you're going to have an occasion like that. And I remember doing that scene over and over again and having the door, I'd have to move the door in and out and stuff. And that was a pretty challenging scene because here you are trying to drive with one hand and then move that door in and out so the camera could get up close and see that action. And a lot of times when you're going around a corner, you've got all that inertia and that door is a lot heavier than what you think. So uh, that, that was a pretty sketchy scene, but we had a great time doing it. Yeah, well, you you guys pulled it off on screen. You really took us to that moment. And I think um, that, for me anyway, it, it really does. If, if I didn't know anything about Shelby and I was under a rock and I didn't know anything about Ken Miles, that scene really prepared me for what was to come. Um, and let's dive in a little bit. Like, as far as the legend carries Shelby uh, doing many things with Ford, Do you think that had this particular race at Le Mans in 66 not proven victorious, do you think that would have been a game changer for what was to come was, well, well, hey, the Mustang. I mean, that Mustang came about and Ford was was rolling. I mean, they proved that they could be competitive from a performance standpoint of view, and the rest was history. Had that not taken place, do you think that would have been a game changer with Ford as the brand? Do you think this race set that precedence? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously, when you have success like that, uh, that kind of energy develops uh, more creativity, uh, more passion for you know motorsports, and obviously, what is the trade-off for that? And that's the card that they produce, uh, you know, right on the showroom floor. So, certainly, all that, all that stuff has a momentum and a sequence of events that develops into these really creative ideas and really cool cars that that uh have a uh, huge impact on our history yeah i mean i know hindsight's 2020 we can speculate but i i i, I kind of tend to wonder about you know how that would have all worked out and of course history proves what it is um getting into sort of the history of of this battle between uh, enzo ferrari and uh ford did you have a newfound respect for not just what Ford was trying to accomplish, but the folks at Ferrari who had traditionally been big winners on the track. Did you learn more about Ferrari that maybe you hadn't learned uh, in the past about? 
Well, I mean, you know, as a kid growing up, you'd read about this stuff. And because that's happened so long ago, there, there was an absence of some of the uh, specific storylines and uh, of that, that era and what actually took place. But, yeah, I was I was intrigued by uh, after, you know, reading the book that kind of spells out a lot more specific things, uh, the Go Like Hell book by A.J. Bame. Um, you really learn a lot about the personalities and the uh, – the, the behind the scenes people that, you know, you've got certainly you've got Enzo and you've got Edsel and you've got Carol Shelby, but you got to remember there's all these people behind the Phil Remingtons. You've got all these people that support those people. And in order for all that history to take place, you got to have uh, an army full of people that are all on the same mindset and all moving in the same direction to create such an impact in uh, the history of motorsports. Yeah. I mean, the, the movie definitely accounts for, not just one or two or three. I mean, it's a whole, it, it truly is a team. I mean, I th- and then that's the other thing I think uh, that does wonders, for, especially youngsters that are coming up in, in sort of motorsports and, uh, and identifying. Like basketball, you see the team. Football, you see the team. Of course, there's coaching behind the scenes. Racing, you see like, okay, there's that driver. There's the other driver. But you don't realize, unless you've actually been, that, yeah, there's, there's a whole sport team. There's strategy. There's game planning. Um, there's pacing um, for a Le Mans. I mean, which is such an endurance race. Do you think that the movie really kicks it up notches for the next generation? Because some people would say, and we talk about this all on the show all the time, that car culture is kind of going away. I mean, what's your thought on that? Yeah, so totally. Um, and the reason why is because I think that when you look at the technology and the archaic resources, so to speak, that those individuals had and the risks they took and really the bravery of those guys that strapped in those cars uh, every day or every weekend, I think it brings back a reality of, Hey, uh, and about how inspiring and impressionable that era of racing was because you didn't have the, 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 the really protective head and neck restraints and the containment seats and the helmets and all the fire retardant material that you had back in those days. But they didn't know any different. Those guys risked huge. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of them, um, you know, they sacrificed big and, and they didn't and it didn't work out well for them. So I think what's neat and inspiring for a younger generation is to give them that reality and check of where this kind of sport really evolved from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. After I watched the movie, I was like, gosh, honey, they're really just in a car with a helmet. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you saw in the, in the movie, I mean, a lot of times at Le Mans, those guys were more worried about car placement, how they got out of the pits rather than getting strapped all the way in, and they would sometimes wait till they got to the back straightaway on the Mulsanne straight till they actually strapped all the way in. So, yeah. I mean, that was just a determining mode of uh, how those guys operated. Yeah, I mean, we, we put our drivers... Whatever motorsports is your flavor, we put our favorite drivers way up there yep. on a pedestal and, and, and don't realize that, you know, we, we talked to Will Buxton, uh, who has My Greatest Defeat, a great book, and he mentions, like, in fact, when he was on, on the show, there was a lot going on by way of horrific accidents happening in uh, Formula One. Uh, this was back in September, latter part of September last year. And he really gave us perspective and account of how dangerous it is. And we, the, 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 these are gifts and talents that, you know, we sometimes take for granted. Take for granted, yeah. We take for granted, and we do put our drivers on pedestals. And, and when something horrific happens like that, it's a gut check yeah. as, a, as a fan. And, of course, I imagine, Tony, as a, as a fellow professional driver, it, you sort of have to pinch yourself and say, oh, wow, this 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 is dangerous <laughs> unfortunately yeah, yeah yeah i mean trust me every time we got in those cars every day and we realized that hey you know we're dealing at a much higher um level of, of safety because you you know we're in period appropriate clothes and period appropriate helmets and the you know these cars don't have all the energy impact zones and all the stuff that the, the cars have these days and we're still driving them at a very high level so we had to take that under consideration as well that, hey, 
you know, we're, we're filming a movie and we're filming a super important part of history of our sport, but we also have to be very um, mindful that this is also a very dangerous era that, uh, that we're uh, portraying. Yeah, no doubt. And, and well said, uh, portraying history, uh, a fascinating account, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, now available on DVD and Blu-ray. Recommend that you guys uh, get that for your collection. Uh, honored to have you on, Tony Hunt. I want to leave the folks with a little tease, if we can. Are you working on any other movies, Mr. Oh, Tony Frank. Hunt? <laughs> you, I'm not trying <laughs> I'm to go actually, TMZ. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah no, I'm actually headed to the airport to uh, to head off to another job. And, um, yeah, I'm not at liberty to say what it's I all know. about. I know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's well, been its formidable stages. And uh, any job is a good job when you're behind the wheel. Yes, and, and I'm sure you're grateful for that. Well, just know I you am. always have a mic uh, here on the show Always excited that um, you you could join us and give us an account. Uh, Tony Hunt, stunt driver, race talent. Catch the movie Ford versus Ferrari. Tony, thank you so much uh, for hanging out. Thank you, guys. And, Tony, have you worn your Wrench Nation shirt yet? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It warmed up here in uh, Northern California, so I haven't got a chance to have the long sleeve and the hoodie, but you can be assured that I'll uh, I, I, wait a minute. I, I, proudly. I think <laughs> Susie's trying to figure out what part of the cold weather. Are you filming a cold weather movie now? Yeah. <laughs> well, right thank on, you Tony. Thank so much for that. But You're thank welcome. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Thank you, man. Be good. Thank you so much. All right. Cheers, you guys. Take, Take care. care. Cheers. You. Tony Hunt, rock star. And, and, yeah, a lot of these drivers, man, it's a, it's a serious business. I mean, you, you, you chisel focus. It reminds me, like, I, I did some work with Kalita Motorsports and Doug Kalita, like Kalita Air. Right, right. I mean, he's a pilot. And, man, it's, it's a measured, calculated. It's almost also what I find in doing interviews with a lot of these drivers, like, there's a certain, you can't be staccato like that. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes I get excited and, you know, all high-pitched, goofy, but it's measured. And it is. You, you know, the worst thing you want to do is uh, offset somebody's game on the track. But it is like a that. true definition of passion. Oh, yeah, you got it. You know, be. when you think yeah. of it, knowing yeah. that the risk is there. I mean, anything is risky, but race car driving, that's just, that's passion. It ain't going it away. I mean, I think power plants are going to evolve. I think fans will evolve. Um, it ain't going anywhere. And and this just proves a movie like Ford versus Ferrari with Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bale you know, accounting for what was history so many years ago. Like, why was that done? Because it was a, not just as gearheads an important part of history, but an incredible account, a battle, a good old-fashioned fight. Right. I mean, as human beings, we like a little matchup. We do. We do, We like man. competition, yep. I mean, I would put it up there. I mean, you didn't have UFC back then, but as far as motorsports is concerned, I would say, God, this would be the equivalent of a very aggressive matchup in UFC. That's right. And, you know, I asked the question about history regarding Ford because the Mustang really evolved. When Ford took oh, yeah. that Le Mans, they proved it because it wasn't always that way uh, within the Le Mans in early years. And when they came and brought game, that it took off. Lee Coca, Mustang, and off you go. So uh, it's pretty cool. I wonder, yep. like, today what equivalent would be, you know, amongst the manufacturers. Right, right. I mean, you got the muscle car wars now. I mean, nothing like, in my opinion, the 50s, 60s, well, 60s, 70s, I should say. Right. But you got the Dodge Charger. You got the Mustang. That's right. The E-Mock Mustang. I don't know. I don't know about that electric Mustang. Did you see that one? <laughs> yes, I did. All right, well. But regardless, a win always generates more creativity. Of course it does. So, again, guys, get it on uh, Blu-ray uh, DVD. We think you would in- really enjoy it. Uh, it's part of your collection, and, and the neat thing is when you own it, like you, I'm gonna my grandkids, man, I'm gonna play it for them. That's right, my kids. I don't have grandkids right now, just so you know. But <laughs> you save it for that. It's uh, it's uh, timeless. So, yes. uh, Matt Damon and uh, uh, Golden Globe nominee. We should give uh, Christian Bale that respect. Uh, uh, premiering uh, as lead roles, uh, of course, uh, Darren Law and uh, Tony Hunt as stuntmen uh, behind the scenes for Ford versus Ferrari. Great show, Susie. Yes, it was. And I'm really impressed that Christian Bale actually was a natural. He's got a knack. That. And, and That's some, cool. If, if we had to guess, would you have guessed Christian Bale versus Matt Damon? I would have thought Matt Damon's not, but you just don't know. What do you mean? Like, Matt, I, would, I don't know. Christian Bale strikes me as a bit more rugged. He's that motorcycle. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. like he's all shaven now. You see him on, but yeah. 
Well, no, actually, he's got his beard now. In the movie, he was he was he was shaving. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I would have probably. If, Do you and I ever compete? Yeah, I mean, how I think do we compete? We compete by how much love we give the people. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? That's a competition. Many many of you listening uh, feel feel that way in life as well. So yes, uh, competition should be fun, but remember, your own competition is really what it's about. Right. The inside, the innards, your soul. No matter what you do, man, that's your competition. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned, Wrench Nation. Life show. Spirits upon you. All right. Well, you guys catch uh, episodes all over, man. 190 of them, which uh, are on WrenchNation.tv. And I'd uh, love to hear from you on Wrench Nation. And thank you. Many of you uh, have really corralled and give us some great response. And we ask you to get on WrenchNation.tv. Get in the comments if you have a show idea topic or a rock star mechanic we'd like to highlight we always have an open mic for that so again thank you guys for hanging ranch nation as i say every week be safe hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG.